0: Are you actually like is that part of the New Year's resolution what? to dress better and no, like not, that's not since be last lazy? Winter. So I knew, that's I knew since it last so. February. Okay, so this is a year now. This is uh, was was last not year's my resolution. Idea. So
1: Jaylene was the one that bullied me into it, <laughs> and she made me go shopping. And then what happened? I, could, I don't even want to tell a story on the air. It's kind of funny. We are recording. But, if you, oh, you want, we are. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So literally, what happened was Jaylene hit me up last year. She would we like never really hung out that much, but she would always bully me for my dress. My wardrobe because I didn't have one. Yeah, and
0: the the listeners do know who Jaylene is, because we've talked about It's a Date before on this show, so that's the same Jaylene, and by the way, hello everybody, welcome back to Dinner at Your Place, I have a fantastic friend here, Mr. Ben Quick, Uh, he's a comedian, he's a musician, he's a producer, he's a jack of all trades, so I wanted to jump right into it, because the man is looking sharp (laughs) lately, and I knew there was some help, but I didn't know how
1: much... (laughs) So, 100 percent of it is the producer. of it's a date, the <laughs> <laughs> literally this is what happened. Right? I only ever wore V-neck shirts because I was bad at fashion. When I was when I was like in college, I would wear what I thought looked good and get like laughed at. Oh, Remember this girl in my dorm? She came over and I like got dressed up to go out, and she looked. She was she was kind of like a you know attitudey Long Island sure. girl. So in retrospect, not someone I needed to impress. But she looked at me and went, "If you wear that out, I'm not going. I'm going to pretend like I don't know you. No way." And she wasn't like like it was like she was trying to help me yeah like she was you know she was just like just so you know you should change but what she didn't know is I put it on thinking fuck yeah
0: <laughs> I'm gonna impress this girl so much and then yeah, meanwhile she's impress- like
1: nope I'm gonna I wasn't even trying I to don't impress- know you <laughs> yeah I wasn't even trying to impress her, her either like I just oh, got you- that feedback yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it's almost even worse just like
0: i'm going out and i'm i've put myself together for the world and yeah. then it just the a knife first... comes. yeah the first person who sees you <laughs> is like ooh maybe not pal yeah <laughs> and so it was just what and i was it too, what you got too, too, too hairy of a chest at 19 in college No. i don't the... know.
1: i just i didn't have like i grew up in the sports world all my shirts were like from activities i had done so i play a baseball tournament or a chess tournament and you get the t-shirt from it so that's what I wear weird fucking school. <laughs> the sport world which is baseball yeah. or chess you know we don't we don't discriminate <laughs> here i mean but those were the things where i was doing like tournaments for both, right right yeah. so then i would get like the you know the you participated here's your shirt yeah, sure and so i just would wear that at school my you know my town was yeah, clay, exactly i didn't think about it and then even like all my dress shirts like my mom would buy yeah she would just buy me those for christmas sure I had no sense of style, I never paid attention to fashion. I tried to at one point when I was 13, didn't take. And then I had this revolution, this like this revelation i wonder I, why because you were 13 maybe <laughs> well i'm also an auditory person like you, you may know this but you know i i studied sound design in school yeah. i've never been visually perceptive I'm very auditory so i just never paid attention to like what other guys had on yeah or like or what really, colors look good yeah. it's like i can't listen to this <laughs> or could imagine myself in mm-hmm. those other outfits so you know case in point i get like 23 24 I realized this all the, the, the tech bros are all wearing like simple, you know, black shirts. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, I can get away with that. So then for like five years, it was V-necks. Black was v-neck. like black v-neck it's, it, classics, my, right? It's a fastball down the middle. My first four years in comedy, just black v-neck every night. There you right? go. But even then it didn't fit, right? Like I didn't understand that it wasn't supposed to be as big as it was. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not supposed to look like a canvas. Yeah. On you. <laughs> a <laughs> I had no idea. It's like tarp. it's supposed to fit your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. out, right? <laughs> so, you know, there wasn't an awful fitting, but like it didn't, it could have been better. Yeah. Right. And so I just wasn't trying. Jaylene was bullying me about it. And, and I, I said, fine, then take me shopping. Right. So, and that's a joke. Yeah. she likes a sure. So I was like, all right, sure.
0: And, hey, I mean, if you have the stylist who's going to be like, yes, no, yes, meh, kind of, like, take you take that opportunity. Dude,
1: so I literally did. I was like, fine, like, let's just see what, what's the worst that happens. Yeah. So we go out, we get, she just gives me outfits, like, put this on, put this on, put this on, like, okay, yes, yes, yes. And then I'm like, hesitate. She's like, you're going to buy this. You're not going to buy this. She makes <laughs> all the decisions. <laughs> 100% of the decisions. <laughs> and I'm I'm just like, fine, I'm going to go with this. Because on one hand, like, the reason I'd wear the V-necks every day was because I didn't like having to think about what I was going to wear. Right, yeah. You know. So it would take away the overthinking of, yeah. like, you know, what's my outfit tonight? So – Same thing. I'm like, honestly, if you just make all these decisions, I don't
0: think she did the math for you. She said shirt plus pants (laughs) equals good outfit. And in your mind, you're like, that's the equation. These two things go together. I will wear this on Saturday, dude. So I did. So I
1: wore it on a Saturday show and this girl in the audience I didn't know uh, starts talking to me after the show, like legit hitting on me. And she was, like, attractive, too. Yeah. Me. Now, flash forward, I blew, my, I blew it. <laughs> but in the moment, I was too stupid to realize, like, she was hitting on me. Because yeah. I'd never had that kind of, like, direct attention. Yeah. And it was because I was wearing this, like, cashmere sweater, this baby blue. It, like, popped, you know, with, like, a red hat. Like, Jailing did a good job. And I, and she was there. So she's, like, you don't, like, she's hitting on you. And I was, like, she, what? No, that doesn't happen. She goes, yes, it does. You're hot now. <laughs> and i had this like it like blew my mind apart to like a week later i was like so can we go shopping again yeah (laughs) there you
0: go and then you're and then you see the fun of like oh okay i'm into this now this is cool and then you kind of like pick your own stuff out you get your own style (laughs) like dude when you said 13 and like fashion didn't take my brain shot back to me dressing up for hockey game days
1: wearing a bow tie oh my god because yeah (laughs) I could just you pulling off a bow tie if you had to, though.
0: It's so, but again, we're we had to dress up, we had to wear ties on game day, like in class okay. and stuff. Okay. So imagine just like a sea of kids, of high school kids dressed normally, and then there's like one asshole in With a, a bow, bow tie. tie. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like it looked oh, nice. I wore that same bow tie for like a senior photo. I've worn bow ties plenty of times for other occasions when it calls for it, right? But just like the Tuesday. Danny, why are you wearing a bow tie? Oh, we're playing Fox Lane tonight. Like, <laughs> you fucking loser!
1: But you had to because you had everyone else doing it. That was the whole thing. You could get away. Could have with it. been it was t- yeah. ties
0: though. Just wear oh, the tie. God. Yeah,
1: wear a regular tie. Oh, just, you had the bow. No one else had bow ties. No one else had <laughs> bow- Oh, I thought it, everyone was doing no, bow. Oh no 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 oh, no, no, fuck, no, no 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 <laughs> no!
0: Ben, no, my friend. Everyone was wearing regular ties. And Danny was like, I'm going to wear a bow tie. Oh, I'm sure you caught no shit for that. (laughs) We could do seven hours on shit that I caught for decisions. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to be the man. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason we're
1: both ended up doing comedy. (laughs) That's
0: true. So that's a great jumping off point. We're staring at a plate of chicken tenders. Yeah, man. Just a classic, classic meal. So let's get into it. Have a bite. Honey right. mustard. I asked you specifically too because of what you wanted to dunk in. Uh yep. because my sister, I told you a little bit about last night when I saw you. Uh I just learned this like two weeks ago. My mom would put ranch dressing in a Ziploc bag and send her to school with it oh to dip God. her chicken nuggets in.
1: That's worse than a bow tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like who's the bow tie kid? It's like, oh, that's the brother of a ranch girl.
1: Ranch <laughs> girl. <laughs>
0: Like Oh boy That is a tough family So yeah I'm strictly honey mustard uh, I So that's why When you said honey mustard I
1: was like perfect nah, We don't have This is, this is it's great That's the right dipping for, for, for chicken tenders man Ketchup Gross Barbecue sauce Is just too easy I think I, like, bar, I, Barbecue sauce Dominates it to me All
0: That's right. my That's my relief picture though I'll bring in the barbecue sauce
1: if there's, like, a ton of tenders. Barbecue, buffalo, not against them, but honey mustard's, like, the cheese pizza of how to eat a chicken tender. Absolutely. It's definitely
0: comforting of, like, this this goes with this, for sure. You're supposed to have these two together. Mm -hmm. And you told me that you hunt these down chicken tend a specific kind of so, tenders
1: i wouldn't consider myself like a chicken tender person at large right so you asked me because about- there is
0: a chicken tender person i've learned yes. that this tendies have a a strong fan base mm-hmm. of like this is where the tender's from no it's from here no it's from
1: there like it, it, it's the same thing as like the the pizza honestly Pizza makes more sense because it's, it's it's there's more diversity and variety. To yeah. pizza. There's more styles. Like you think of the thing that gives me the chicken tender nostalgia because you were talking about like what's your childhood meal? Right. For me, it was chicken tenders because there's one restaurant called it's called Tully's. Okay. Tully's is family owned. You're from New York? I'm from upstate New York. Upstate. Okay. So from near, Syracuse. I
0: was gonna say near Syracuse yeah. area. Okay. Every
1: Tully's is Syracuse to west. They they it runs from Syracuse to Buffalo. Okay. There's about ten or twelve of them now, maybe at fifteen. Ooh, good for them. But they're not franchise. They're all family-owned, and they've opened very slowly because they, the quality is important. Yeah, It's a sports bar, and what it does well is it's chicken tenders. They advertise best chicken tenders on earth. You think, oh, they're just saying that. Yeah. I, every time I bring someone home with me to Syracuse, I'm like, you got to go to Tully's. Every time I've had someone try Tully's and eat the tenders, they're like, yeah, these are the best I've ever had. Damn. They're on a league of their own. I've never seen anything come close to them. Damn. And so I'm not considering myself a chicken tender connoisseur. I would just say that Tully's... Is world class, league of its own, and you make the trip for Tullys because there's just nothing close to it. So
0: you're Tullys boy. That's I'm a Tullys boy. That's what I'm it Tully's boils boy. down to. Yeah.
1: So when I was a kid, we were talking about like, what did I eat? Right. Yeah. My dad cooked. I didn't love his cooking. So I always liked going out. Right. Was and it healthy? Is that why you didn't like it? And You're like, give me, <laughs> give me tendies, give me tendies. <laughs> no, my dad. He loves to cook, but he's too creative. And he's not, he doesn't do like the basics correctly, I guess you could uh, say. So he would take all these chances and do all these weird things. And then yeah. as a kid, when you don't have the palate for that, okay, then you didn't like it. And I don't even think today I love it. I think I just like, huh. Right? Even my mom would kind of make fun of him go, your dad has no taste buds. Because <laughs> my dad likes really spicy food. So... So he would just slam you with... Well, he would take... So when, he, when you remove the spice, you'd realize it didn't taste like shit. Right? Because he'd make something that he would eat real spicy, so he wouldn't taste what was fucking in it. And then for us, he knew that we wouldn't eat that spicy, so he would make it without the spicy, which means he would make it without flavor, which means we would just have the watered down, bullshit, leftover version of what my dad was making for himself. And that was what the family ate whenever we had dinner. Oh, no. <laughs> So, like, the only time I would get Tully's, by the way, the chicken tenders that make, it's, like, half vegetable shortener. Right? Like, it's, uh, they're disgusting. For they're, so it's it's, it's yeah. a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, the kid, whatever. Yeah, Anytime we go out to dinner. As an adult, whatever, too. Right. Oh, trust me. When I go home, yeah. I, I get them with eat, a salad to eat pretend.
0: The, yeah. yeah, eat yeah. the butter. Like, that's... Right. It's going to be better.
1: Exactly. We're all going to die. So, yeah. fuck it. Eat something you like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, eat something tasty. Exactly. <laughs> Even if it's soaked in lard. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it, it, trust me. Like, yeah. lard lard would be a healthier option. How these are <laughs> does it, does it, does it yeah. turn,
0: like, the cloth napkin Dude. translucent when you're
1: done with the meal? <laughs> the, the 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 breading is so crispy that you'll get pieces that break off that are 100% breading that are like almost the size of, like, their own popcorn chicken. It, it just crisps together like that. And that's the best part is when you get the fucking breading alone and dip it in the honey mustard and just and eat that. And you just that.
0: have a crunchy flour bite or whatever, yeah. You're
1: basically just eating, like, yeah, vegetable shortener. Like, yeah. there's nothing. <laughs> but it's so fucking good. It's like a, <laughs> Of and they're amazing. And people people will travel. Like that everybody knows Tully You go to upstate New York, you ask to people you, Oh yeah, they're the best tenders of all earth. Yeah. So, you, so no you've debate. done trips for Tully's, I'm assuming. My ex was in Manchester. Okay. Um, Manchester has a reputation apparently. That's part of being of when like I a chicken was, tender yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah. And and so she would tell me like, oh, this place is world renowned for its tenders, and we got to go here for the tenders, right? And I went to those places and like, I'm not gonna talk shit. They were good. Yeah, they were definitely better than your average bartender. I like liked them. Yeah, but but Tully's is just another. You tier. just had- Tully's is another tier. Yeah, they're not even close. And and they're good. They're they're they better than any other tender I've had. But Tully's is just so far fucking ahead. Wow, it's it, they're nuts, man. Have you ever gotten anything else at Tully's? Like a burger or something? <laughs> <laughs> I have like, no, not really. <laughs> Other people have had, had bites of shit. It's all good. Had, it's just a good, good restaurant. Slamming the table. No but, menu. Tendies. I
0: mean, <laughs> tendies. Tendies.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't live there anymore, right? Yeah. So when yeah, I'm visiting, I'm gonna go to Tully's what twice a year. I'm not gonna miss yeah, the you're chance gonna to get, get the tenders. Yeah. yeah, you have to. So no, <laughs> <laughs> I get variations on. I'm like, I had like buffalo tender nachos where there was like nachos too. Whoa. And then the buffalo chicken on the nachos. Damn. Right. Those were good. It's another heart attack, but that's yeah.
0: that's an, that's some nice creativity. Yeah. So your your dad is trying to take after Tully's because <laughs> how sweet your dad's trying to take after Tully's because he knows the creativity. Of the tendies is what you love, and instead, he can't make it happen. My dad. He my tried job. though, Ben.
1: She's chewing. My dad know. tries. My dad <laughs> tries. I can't. <laughs> if anything, of all my childhood resentments, the fact that my dad cooked our family dinner five nights a week is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good. So, but I did grow up with this idea that home cooked meals sucked, which was really interesting.
0: It, it that is interesting. I was going to ask too. So you guys, it seems like you were eating together every night. If most nights, most yeah. nights, we yeah. rarely
1: went out. The only time we'd get to order in, like pizza, would be like if my parents didn't have time because they yeah. had plans. A babysitter. Majority of the nights, my dad cooked dinner, and I was never excited about dinner. It felt like a chore. Yeah.
0: Did your did your dad work like in an, like wherever,
1: and then come home and cook dinner? No, my dad was a musician. Okay, uh, orchestra musician. Got it. So he was in the, cool. the Syracuse Symphony Orchestra, a bassoon player, and so his schedule would be that they'd usually have practice, like or, rehearsal at eleven yeah. A. M. Okay. So we'd go to work at ten leave at you know, ten thirty, go to rehearsal, yeah, come back at two, and from two to six he'd just be home. So he had the time to prep, he and he liked it, you know, yeah. relaxed him, he enjoyed the cooking. My mom bakes, she doesn't cook. My mom's a teacher, so she'd get mm-hmm. home from teaching at four thirty. My dad would have dinner already getting going, and then... Oh, so you guys were in early dinner, too. Early dinner, we'd have... Because this is, this is my childhood, ready? We have uh, a 6 o'clock dinner every night, and we would start with the local news at 6 p.m. Local news would be on to 6.30. TV on. Yeah, TV okay. on for local news. Local news. And then 6.30, ABC News, Peter Jennings, right? And then 7 o'clock, Wheel of Fortune come on, and my mom would stand up and go, "Ah, it's that trash TV again, <laughs> and we'd turn the TV off. <laughs> And there was no more TV the rest of the night. And what I learned from <laughs> young ages, unless it was the news, TV was bad for you.
0: <laughs> TV is bad. Wheel of Fortune. No puzzles.
1: Yeah. Wheel of Fortune was seen as like, oh, that will that will rot your brain. Like my mom would say that. This is going to rot your brain.
0: Wow. You normally hear that about uh, like cartoons or whatever. No, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, dude. <laughs> that,
1: that harlot Vanna White.
0: She, she's going to infect your brain yep. with... In pure thoughts, yep. you have to think about the local news and what's going on in this town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was it because, like, at six forty ish, my dad would get up and go to work, so he would never finish dinner. He would my me and my mom or brother would finish dinner and then go and back. then my dad would go to work because okay. he had a concert at eight p.m. He yeah. play his concert he'd get home at ten thirty, and then he'd just be home. Interesting, and he'd be okay. up to like one a.m. So he was a night owl. So yeah. I never had like the house to myself at night.
0: You, okay, so did was there ever like a you guys are hanging out, though. Was that like a special thing, like late at night? I, I think, can't sleep, yeah. You come down, like hang out, watch some TV or whatever? When I got
1: older, I would watch The Daily Show with him when I was like, you know, 13, You 14. rotted your brain together. Yeah, and, we, and he would come home and he'd be watching The Daily Show and I'd sit there and I'd pay attention to what he thought was funny and I would try to laugh at the same time as him because oh, I thought cute. it was important to like mirror his humor because I'd always... T- 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 my dad was like very smart yeah, and I always wanted to feel like I could keep up with my dad. yeah. So it was like important to me... That when I thought something was funny, that he thought it was funny too. And anytime that would happen, I'd feel really happy.
0: Got it. So do you think, in a, seri- a serious question, do you think like that kind of shaped how you see your humor? Because you do actually, now I would say too, still have that sharp sense of humor. You're definitely a little smarter than... The average, con- sure. There's definitely the the docking song. There's, yeah. still, there's still dick jokes, but also I strive. Like-
1: for. I wouldn't say I am, but I I strive to be. I
0: would yeah, say. and yeah, I think yeah. you do definitely succeed it. So is that always kind of in the back of your mind of like maybe be a little smarter because?
1: Papa- I think so. So my dad wasn't a laugher, and I think this shaped it. He would smile. Oh, okay. So when we would watch something. He would never laugh out loud because nothing was ever so unpredictable to him that he would be that spontaneous. Right. right? Okay. So but he if kind the, of saw
0: the formula. He, and how yeah. He,
1: that's how I felt watching yeah. him. Right? And so the idea of something funny to him was not an, an instantaneous laugh. It was a premise, it was the idea. Mm. And so he would, if he liked it, like we were watching Jon Stewart, if John was doing a clever bit he would just slowly, his grin would get bigger mm, okay. because I could see he was enjoying it and yeah. I'd go, ah, my dad likes what he, what's happening. <laughs> right. And he was looking at the mat. And I think that shaped my humor because that's how I appreciate comedy and mm. When I watch a good comedian, it's rarely the punchline itself that makes me like laugh out loud. It's it's where they're going with this. It's seeing the overall execution. Yeah, it's a lot of times it's like, oh man, that's such a good premise. Right, and even in my own comedy, I mean, I think my premises are better than my punchlines. And that where I struggle the most is being punchy with the ideas. Right. I think the ideas I have, I really am I stand by as something the proudest part of my act. The actual execution of those ideas. I know for a fact I could do better. I don't have the same... Well, that's
0: the scientific part of comedy, too, is getting someone to laugh on command. Right, right. Do you, as kind of a more scientific, arithmetic auditor, like, do you listen for those... I guess, like... Are you in your head about a punchline that doesn't land so hard... Where you're like, oh man, that definitely could have done better. Oh, yeah. Is the, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Constantly. the premise to you is is the meat.
1: Right. And I think, you know, as I've gotten experienced at common, and you know, you, you could probably speak to my act better than me because it's hard. It's <laughs> no, really, it's hard for me to like evaluate myself. I see you're more objective. You know, you sure. know my jokes. But I've always felt like at their core, there was usually a solid punchline to the bit. But what was missing was the lead up. It is. It was too much setup. Yeah, the setup didn't. The the punches that came before the final punchline weren't strong enough. Mm -hmm. Right, like I could flesh these out if I was more thorough, but I almost never found the. The the motivation for me was somehow always lacking because, really, what I cared about was if I I got that idea to land, and if I could get that final punchline that summarized the idea to land, then I think a part of me didn't want to work on the rest anymore.
0: Ah, okay so for so this again like the the formulated question that i had just stammered now that i have it in my brain mm-hmm. is do you feel that if that punchline doesn't land a the formula and like the science and the arithmetic how you kind of see it all you failed the equation part a and then part b is like oh fuck i just lost it again
1: goddamn. damn no, good oh man yeah. um I failed the equation. I want my answer part. A yeah, par, yeah, answer part A. So the Why? answer to part A is yeah. Um, especially because I don't care if it I got lands. It back. We're good. Keep going. I don't care if it lands without um that part of it. In other words, like if I have a joke that doesn't say anything mm. that kills. Right. I don't really find the same joy in getting that joke to work.
0: That basically just answered part B, yeah. which is then the the true the true. Failure is like you didn't get your idea across, right? What you believe, yeah, I didn't relay that to the world.
1: I mean, in a weird way, humor is. I think, in what I modeled my dad. My dad was never funny outright. He was never the person that cracked jokes. And damn, can't cook, can't crack jokes, can't crack jokes. He's useless. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom is like pain. My mom is like dad joke city my mom will try to be funny but it's like it's not and I love, I love my mom but I would tell her this to her face and yeah. I think this is where I always started to try to be funny at home because my parents drove me so fucking crazy about how they you bad just had their humor was you just had comedic relief because there yeah, was it was a, so cringe
0: there was no comedic relief or their relief attempts at it were with. so cringe yeah. yeah
1: it would bother me and I'd, I'd start to try it was you think the, the, the early genesis of my own humor and I think if I'm actually psychoanalyzing who Ben is as a person I think it was the, the thing that was very important to people to always understand about me deep down at a very egocentric level. I wanted to be seen as smart and humor in many ways wasn't, wasn't just an avenue for me to be seen smart. And I don't think I've ever let go of that. I think when I'm doing comedy, what I'm really chasing is people to go, ah, he's clever.
0: Yeah. And so it doesn't
1: matter if I'm funny. It matters if they think I'm smart. If they think you're smart. And, and if I'm being honest, I think that's the validation I chase.
0: How are you in school out of curiosity?
1: (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> is that is that the answer <laughs> <laughs> i you know i'm a fast processor okay so i really good test taker i got b's you know b pluses just I, like I, coasting to coasting a, yeah i never had to think i never had to study for a test yeah. i wouldn't pay attention in class i'd just show up take the test, do well it, so it yeah. always came very easily to
0: me again the yeah. so that's that odd where you just hear it
1: not even just hear it it's it's like uh like here's 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 an example. This is gonna sound, I'm, I'm you know, like a brag, but this is just it explains where I came from. Yeah, absolutely. From, right. So when we were when I was a kid, I remember in first grade we were learning math. Yeah, right? we were learning like addition, and we'd play this game called Around the World. Don't know that one. Okay, so basically. Everyone had mad minutes and that you was all, what I wanted to. You one person would stand up, they'd stand next to the next person at their desk next to them, the teacher would ask them a math question, whoever answered it first got to keep going, and you tried to go all the way around the class. Oh, uh, okay. And I would just go around the room. <laughs> 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 right? So like I had this validation. Like when I got introduced to chess, I became a competitive chess player because I just picked it up one day and realized I was just winning everyone I played. Yeah. Even, yeah. You know, I was just
0: good at it. Again, you see the formula because that's what yes. chess boils down to, right? It's not it's, just making moves, it's like Oh, they're playing this way. Yes. This way is the
1: counter to that way. Chess is there's zero luck in chess. Chess is completely calculated. You lose it's because you played stupider than your opponent. You win because you outsmarted your opponent. There's zero in between. There's not a single thing that happens. It's luck on the board. Dude, right. I I played chess the opposite way. So you're getting lucky that your opponent is being stupider than you. But at the end of the day, your opponent's being stupider. But so that's you are because, That's because my opponent is the computer set
0: on like <laughs> level level
1: three or four. <laughs> well, you got to you got to play online, man. That's the real fun. That's the chaos.
0: That's where you, I'm going to lose. I want to beat the computer <laughs> and get the same validation that you crave yourself sure, and sure.
1: go, I'm smart. No, but I mean, also the I mean to to to, to take myself down a peg. A big part of it was I was a very small school. So it was a a little bit big fish, small pond. Like certainly if you put me in front of an audience of, you know, enough of big enough sample size, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I know that. But as a kid, I was in that 22 person classroom. Yeah. Right. So my (laughs) early childhood experience was, wow, I'm really smart. And I wanted to be seen that way. And seeing my dad who always held himself that same way. And he didn't do it like he was better than. He just sort of, it was like, it was just, he always seemed to know the answer ahead of what was being said and he always was very wise. My dad actually is the opposite of me. I speak way too much, way too fast and have way, uh, you know. He's, he's, my dad was very so, my very very patient. He would sit back, calculate, coil up and then when he finally made his point, it would be very accurate and I always really admired his wisdom. Mm. And and so I think I really wanted him to see me that way. I wanted the world to see me that way. And yeah, to bring it back to comedy. I think, you know, part of why my act is the way it is for better or worse, is that I think I'm actually chasing a different type of validation than just being seen as silly.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that some, that sums it up perfectly for sure. And appreciate for you to be like, Hey, this is who I am. Yeah. Um, that was very insightful, Ben. So thank you for sharing it. And how do you feel when you, do you think that you've succeeded in chasing that clever feeling? Or are you always going to be searching for it? Because if you feel that you found it, you'll be no. lazy and dumb. <laughs> like, how do you find validation for something that is a constant, ongoing?
1: No, I don't. Um, That's a complicated answer. In the very literal sense, yes. I don't think that I need anyone to tell me. That I am or I'm not smart. Right? So that's
0: not, it's literally not the words. It's like, you are clever, you are smart. They just, you just need the person to think that.
1: No, let me, at my most selfish and egotistical, I do believe I'm capable of getting that praise. I think the problem is that I've, as I've gotten older, I've recognized that seeking that praise makes me very obnoxious and becomes a barrier towards deeper interpersonal relationships
0: plus if you seek the praise
1: is that really you being the well do i really need it like objectively i am who i am yeah. i have skills i'm just bad at plenty of things we were just talking about fashion right <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like i'm better or worse than the next person Yeah. so what am i gaining from trying to make someone see me that way right and and, and smart I, guys
0: can't dress well anyway <laughs> i mean come on look at like you said the tech tech people come on they're wearing oversized dress shirts <laughs> It's fine. Well, then I'm up for two, so I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, but do you know what I'm saying? I think now that I get older, I go, well, I maybe – it's not whether or not I'm successful in in chasing this. It's can I get to a place where I'm no longer chasing it because I don't think I – I think it's held me back in my life to need to be seen that way because nobody likes to show off. Nobody likes like someone who's just showing their talents or showing, hey, look, you're so good at this thing. Right, Everyone's it actively like, pushes people pushes away. Pushes people away, and I think, I think, especially when I was younger, but in many ways, still today, because we never fully outgrow our, our bullshit. Um, I think it does. If I'm being honest, I, I, I think that it, it has. It, it's hurt me in a lot of ways, and so, you know, you and I have talked. I don't perform as much as I used to, um, and a big part of that, I think, I would, I really want to return to comedy full force. And mm-hmm. at some point i know that I will in my heart. I know that I will, but I don't think I can do that until I'm doing it for the joy of comedy itself, for the joy of the art form and not out of that person, interpersonal validations and chasing the feeling, right. of... not chasing it. Cause if I'm not in, cause when I was you know 24, I wasn't, I was engaging with comedy for that validation, mm-hmm. which was just fueling that ego in myself. That was, again, like you said, pushing people away. And ultimately for me to to me to do comedy like I used to full force I need to be engaging with it in a healthier way than what I was doing
0: so do you feel now happier doing your like one show a week or whatever versus or do you feel still that like I have to go out and make myself do this because I need to feel some sort of happiness
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I feel that I need to go out and do it anymore and I think you know a big part has been recognizing that I don't that there's other ways of being seen And what I'm, what I've done a lot of work on in my own life or tried to is, you know, trying to make friendships or even relationships that aren't about the things that I'm good at, you know, you know, finding people who go do activities that you may, that maybe I find fun, but that I'm pretty average at, you know, I started Mm -hmm. playing volleyball last year and I'm fucking mediocre volleyball player. Yeah. You know, I'm not tall enough. I'm I'm, I'm coordinated, but I'm not. You know, I'm I'm average. Yeah. I get up there, I keep up, but I'm not the best player. Trying
0: anymore. something new though, without yeah. having
1: and and I've started to understand as I've stepped out with comedy. It's not just that I'm not doing comedy; it's that I'm trying to you know just become friends with people, as me, and the less that I focus on me in those in, in it, or or it, less I focus on talents or showing off in that literal seeking validation sense, the 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 richer my life has become as a result. So it's like I'm now looking outward and just hanging out people who just letting other people decide what they value in me, right? Because I always decided that I need to be seen as smart. Mm -hmm. That's what I value. And because I value it, you need to value that about me. And, and someone else could you be might like, not "Hey, fuck that! I'm good at math." <laughs> you know, you might just be like, "Dude, I like." I kind of don't. Math sucks, right? You just, I, I do enjoy hanging out with you
0: because you're a good friend, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. You know, and so you realize, like,
1: maybe people just like you because, like, you're friendly, or you maybe you do like them laugh, right? Yeah. Or maybe you just you're 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 down to do the same activities, or you understand them, or you listen well. There's a million reasons. why we... what I was about to bring up about you is that yeah. I
0: know. Right now, you're exposing yourself and your soul, not exposing yourself in that way.
1: No, no, I am naked, by the way. We didn't, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't bring that up. You asked me if there was going to be on video. You said no, as I don't take my clothes off.
0: But I think I think you are an incredible listener as well. I always feel very comfortable going to you about things that I am uncomfortable about going to other people, you know? I mean
1: well thank you first of all you,
0: you know you know things have not been easy for me lately and mm-hmm. i've always never been hesitant to be like ben i'm fucking Real. losing it and you've never been like well here's what blah, blah. and then you know right. you know, right. you always just like what's up right and that's that and we just we go there so no i don't give a fuck about your math skills but hey that is cool there's more to you as a person though than just your brain
1: Right. Well, and you know, it's interesting because I in a had- technical manner, your <laughs> brain
0: is beautiful because of who you are as a person.
1: No, I, 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 first of all, thank you. Right, like it, it means a lot actually. But I think I've also seen that in reverse, and it's there's this weird cognitive dissonance where um, I, it took me longer to understand that that was probably true backwards. Um, and this isn't just about this isn't about you, so don't take this the wrong way. But you know, some of my best friends in comedy that I started to make over the years were people whose acts were either bad or mediocre. And I started to realize that the people that I liked spending time with or seeing out weren't necessarily the people that I thought were the funniest. You know, and and I have, I'm not going to name drop yeah. because I'm, you know, I don't want to talk shit. But like, you know, I have a very good friend in comedy who's terrible at comedy, <laughs> right? Terrible at it <laughs> to the point that I, I will never book this person on a comedy party show, but I would consider them a dear friend. Right. I consider them someone that, like you said, I can sit down and have a conversation with, feel heard. I can listen to them.
0: This is where I learn I'm not getting booked on anything.
1: <laughs> it's not you, by the way. You're not a That's friend. <laughs> 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 no, but, but but you start to realize, well, I'm making that assessment of this person, that it's not important that they're good at that thing. So the, 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 there was a cognitive dissonance that I think took me till 30 Three to understand, which is that other people are probably feeling the same way about me. They don't need me to be smart to like me. They don't need me to be talented at something to like me. And matter of fact, the more I try to showcase those talents, the less attractive I am.
0: Just be you and let that shine and people will come to that and say, hey, I love being around you for this reason. Instead of you being like, I'm a good listener. Right. Start talking. It's not how (laughs) that works. Someone's telling you they're a good listener. (laughs) They're not listening. Exactly.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like my dad. I love my dad, but his cooking fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Same idea. And
0: has he ever tried? Like, did you you've told him that? Like, you said, yeah. (laughs) He's he's he's
1: just been like, hey man, I cook the way I cook. (laughs) My mom loves it. My mom was like, finally, you're old enough to back me up on this. (laughs) He's, and honestly, he's not as bad as he used to be. Like, having gotten older, I've eaten some interesting. He's made some, you know, some things that I haven't hated. Yeah, but. I think it's I, I don't think that I can be objective about it. Is there I, one thing that stands out in your mind as like that's the worst thing
0: that he made when <laughs> I was a kid?
1: I fucking hated lamb chops. Interesting. Because it just was so boring. Every Ooh. time I'd have lamb chops, it would be like, here's a piece of meat. And then there's, on the side, you're going to get a bowl of fresh broccoli, not cooked, because my mom thought that that would take the nutrients out or something. (laughs) I'm going to dip the broccoli in a ranch dressing, and then I'm going to have a slice of bread with vinegar and olive oil dip that in, and then, like, a fucking thing of lamb chop. And that was dinner, right? And I don't know what my parents were eating, but it was just so fucking boring. I would remember, like, if it's lamb chops, I was going to be like, fuck, every single part of this meal is a chore tonight, you know? (laughs) All right, so
0: wait, the broccoli can't be cooked...
1: My mom decided when I was a kid. You know, it might have been that cooking I cooking takes the
0: nutrients out.
1: Yeah, that was what she said. Okay,
0: well, I mean, it adds flavor. So there's well, no, cause
1: we just boil it. So <laughs> the fucking Gee, add the oh flavor. Oh my
0: god.
1: <laughs> I mean, look. I I think some of it might have been that they had to play to my taste buds. Like, I don't want to say that this is they would never, you know, cook a meal with pasta with all kinds of vegetables and things and mix yeah. together. I think that they might they understood that like I was still eating off the kids' menu, so they had to separate it into simple foods. But I just would remember vividly, like when we would have broccoli, uh, lamb chops, and honestly, steak, because my tab would always overcook the steak. Oh, and so the yeah, steak would just be tough. Be tough. And <laughs> it would fucking take me forever to eat. And I would just be like, this is so bullshit. Why do I have to work this hard to fucking it's like eat this? Like a Salisbury steak. Yeah, in it didn't the taste good at all. Yeah. So similarly, it was like those were just my meals. I, I never got excited about eating. And even for lunch, here's my lunch ready. I'm going to lunch story. My mom would pack my lunch and she would uh, in, in the fall we go apple picking it's a family right. and when i was like 13 me and my brother my mom and dad decided to tell us to compete to see who could pick the most apples oh yeah that's yeah they yeah. are two
0: 13 year old boys here's a oh. here's a competition <laughs> well i
1: remember one year we harvested 230 pounds of apples
0: it's abs- absurd
1: and through. So, <laughs> this is where I'm leading, right? I was going to say,
0: getting a competition started between two 13-year-old brothers is the quickest way to ruin a family outing, but
1: continue. We would, no, we would harvest 230 pounds of apples. My parents had a dehydrator. They would make dried apples. Oh, that's... They would, yeah. Which everyone around me would always ask me, oh my God, your parents a making dried apples. Can we get some? Like, it was a big deal my mom was making these that, for everybody. The Apple Kings? Yes. Yeah, so, and my mom would make homemade apple butter. Ooh. but. The reason we were doing this like industrial farming was because they would treat it that way when we got the apples back. They would process this into apple butter and dried apples. And then for the next six fucking months, my lunch at school was a peanut butter apple butter sandwich with dried apples in a bag. And I would give the dried apples in a bag away because I fucking hated them because I was so fucking sick of them. Because I had the same thing for six months as a reward for beating my brother in that contest.
0: So by beating your brother in the in the contest, you submitted yourself to a six-month punishment.
1: But that was it. It was just so boring. Like My, my relationship with food growing up was just like – It was nutrients. Was nutrients. Not and all my taste, friends would get yeah. given lunch money, and they'd buy their lunches. And mm-hmm. I was so jealous because of the variety, and you could put a, get a cookie. In high school, I started to go and buy everybody. I actually did a racket for a while because I hated my lunch so much that everybody in the lunch table would give me their lunch money and their order. And they would all give me like two dollars when it would only cost like a dollar sixty, and I would go up there and get myself whatever hell I wanted, if as long as I got everyone with the change. Yeah, and I did that every day for like for like a half a year because for the same reason, so that I didn't have to eat my fucking apple <laughs> butter. <laughs> i never told my parents i just i just threw my lunch out you and just started
0: ate. you started a business to avoid
1: <laughs> eating apple yeah, butter yeah i was just the guy that like was the courier to get everyone's food order and then i'd eat free as the reward and it was like everyone won like they everyone at my lunch table loved that i did that for them i loved that i had a free lunch we all won <laughs> so what you just became a little
0: entrepreneur because your stomach was annoyed with what you were eating because i didn't want to eat six fucking months of apple butter it was a mess. It was a mess. That's so good, though, man. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever, did you ever enjoy, uh, was there a time where you enjoyed the apple butter and the dried apples? Did it?
1: Yeah. Dried apples, I don't think I ever liked. I think I tolerated. And did you ever speak up about that? Yeah. They just were like, oh, everyone else likes them. <laughs> you know, my mom would point out how popular they were, and so I would have to feel like I was the problem, you know? <laughs> This is on you, little yeah, boy. Yeah. And then she's like, well, you're taking them anyways. We've got enough of these. It was like, we, had, we, we, have, we have a nuclear apocalypse level of supply here. So you're taking a bag of these to school. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you know, we could go into a bunker and eat dried apples for the next four years while the radiation it, they levels. Had a, they had a dehydration. Yeah. So were they
0: only using that
1: dehydrator for apples? Yeah, that was it. Oh my <laughs> God. And so every year for like three weeks because it would take them three weeks to go through the apple supply. You know what I mean? Like, whatever amount of time it took, it was just, like, constantly on. One batch up, next batch in. It's apple time again. It's apple time again. Dude, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was ruined, dried apples. And then the apple butter I liked. The apple butter would be great fresh, so every year when we harvest, I'd be excited about it for maybe two weeks. (laughs) Right, and then you just start getting it every goddamn day. And then you're like, I need Tully's. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and then it's like, we're going to go out to dinner tonight. Where do you want to go? Tully's. (laughs) Just give me some fucking chicken tenders that will ruin my arteries and make me feel joy for the first time in a year. Goddamn, dude. Oh, man. So, you're dressing better.
0: Are you eating better? Like, are you finding full meals that aren't just fried or, you know, shitty unseasoned? meat <laughs> and not cooked broccoli
1: i am yeah i i cook like you
0: playing volleyball or you you know yeah. your experience in a lot of new stuff is cooking one of those i, I started like cooking out
1: yeah no i started cooking like a year before pandemic um i'm not a good cook not like your cooking is amazing dude like I, i've seen pictures I, I've of re- all the different stuff you cooked and then when i said chicken tenders i was like these are just gonna be bullshit chicken tenders. No offense, because at least in my head, I'm like, yeah, of course, chicken tenders are pretty easy to do, basic. Yeah, like, these are like good. Did like, my best. The, the, the breading on these is crispy, it's flaky, it's just like golden flour, brown,
0: double double fried. They're cooked right, but yeah. they're
1: cooked right, and and so like I respect the versatility.
0: I appreciate that. And then when you said chicken tenders, I was like, thank God, that's easy because it has been a busy weekend, and I did not have time to do.
1: Uh, Somali chicken meal had you been like oh, i, I should have thought i should have lied about my childhood and made you cook me something ridiculous <laughs> now you know what you know I'll, I'll give my my cooking tip uh, to the world of people that are close. Oh, to I was also going to say bad cooking clearly runs in the family, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, the difference is that I would never cook for people and, and tell them to think it's good. You know, like I know what I am. I cook for myself. I, I have like two or three things I can do pretty well. So mm-hmm. if I have a date, I need to impress, I can break get, one of those out, break one of those out. And at you've least got, not- you've got
0: two or three dates where they're like, yeah. Oh, he's a pretty good. cook,
1: <laughs> And you just run it back. <laughs> yeah. But, like I'll make myself curry. And I'm like, I know that I'm not oh, making this in the optimal way. I I don't don't think I've ever tried making curry myself, though. It seems very complicated. I don't think I'm doing it right. I just know a way where when it's done, I eat it and I don't hate it. And I think a lot of it's just the the psychology of I made this so I'm going to like it now. But it works and I eat it and I'm still alive. And then that's a good way you get a lot of vegetables because you can, you know, there's lots of veggies in it. But uh, my go to secret for anyone who's closer to me than you, this has changed my life, is why I bring it up, is I found an Instagram account called Trader Joe's Five Items or Less. and all it is is recipes that are five items less as you can get at Trader Joe's.
0: I mean dude that's still good even because a lot of you know conversation that comes up is like the time it takes to put in to make a meal and you know like a long ingredient list like exactly that so five items or less that
1: is Nice. Well, and there's never an easy way to use it all evenly. Like my I don't know if you have this even some that cooks a lot, but I always feel like there's a, so so much food waste anytime you buy a lot of produce because, you know, this recipe calls for, you know, a, a little bit of celery, but you had to buy a whole You had to buy th- the, the whole, whole thing, thing exactly. And then it just sits yeah. there and rots in your fri- yeah. fridge. And there's never a way to like perfectly use right. all the ingredients differently in a way that they all end at zero at the same time exactly you you, you know you, you find
0: yourself how with the with like oh, the apple man. butter you find yourself where it's like okay i want celery for this oh fuck no
1: i gotta eat ants on a log or whatever for the next right. week and a half right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'm stuck exactly. in this
0: monotonous yeah
1: so it just having the ability to be like all right there's five items or less here and this is just gonna go you know i can throw one of these out or they're all canned or they're all you know and and, and i do my best to eat but, veggies and you know I've gotten older diets become something I've focused on just to not overeating not eating crap veggies I'm bad with man dude you gotta season them eat them in a throw them in a curry yeah, you, gotta, you. you gotta hide them I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's it, you hide them in something you, you can can get this buy curry recipe from you and try that out Dude, do I'm, a bonus episode called Ben Quick's Curry <laughs> we're gonna have your first negative feedback one star review. this guy gave me a curry recipe and my boyfriend died
0: <laughs> oh we did so funny that I mentioned the Somali chicken before but uh, somebody told me uh, a good friend of my sister's they said hey I made the Somali chicken from your podcast for a date that came over. Uh, and then they dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, hold on. Was the meal bad? And they're like, no, no, no The meal was great. The dumping oh, was okay. completely <laughs> separate. I was like, hey, we promised good food. The food was good. Right. So there, we, we right. delivered on our... Uh, you right. want love? Go find Jaylene. That's what I said.
1: <laughs> or good fashion.
0: Or good fashion, clearly. That's those, that's her lane. Those are her lanes. Yeah, I'm I'm the food guy.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, that text was so funny. Of like, I made the chicken. And I was like, oh my god, yay! Somebody made a. Oh oh, oh no! Oh no, this took a turn.
1: Oh no, <laughs> this is the saddest turn I've had. <laughs> At least they didn't blame you for it, right? They weren't that delusional and angry. No, God, no,
0: no, they were. They were very kind, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, but can I please post about this on social media?" And they're like, "Yeah, go for it. It's very funny." <laughs> I,
1: I cooked her. I cooked her our last meal. Yeah, it they was were, a Somali chicken.
0: They were a good sport about it for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, buddy! I just feel like that was a good point to wrap. We have a plate of chicken fingers still here. Um, I'm working my way through them. They're delicious. I was gonna say, i, I had to pick my spot. We've got uh, we've got a couple shows too tonight, so we definitely need to get out of here a little sooner versus later. Um, you, that's fun. You're you're going out. Yeah. You're doing a show. I am doing a show. Yeah, you're She's not right. just. Gonna, I I've seen you also hanging at shows a lot. Yeah, and then not do time or something, but like you're going to do a set
1: tonight. Yeah, I'm hosting. I'm hosting uh, democracy brewing. I mean, by the time this is released, that it all yeah happened. But uh, that's.
0: But you know, it still is oh. exciting. I think and but, that's what you know. Comedy for me, too, is I got to have material I'm
1: excited about. Like, if I'm not excited about new jokes, then I don't really care about my old jokes and Absolutely. you know i got a couple ideas i, I think might be funny i'm gonna i'm hosting so i'll open on some jokes at work close some jokes at work mix in a few ideas see if something takes and if not you know life goes on like
0: you said <laughs> life, life does go on well i'll think about yeah. it for the next four days until but. i get up again but <laughs> uh it that's how you just said like i have to have jokes that i'm new and i'm excited about because mm-hmm. that's you again being like guys right here i am right i'm ben Right, nice I need to, to feel clever. You. Like
1: I want you, and if I already have the answer for whether or not this other bit is clever, I don't care if it gets a validation a yeah. 50th second time. Exactly. You know? Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. So come see the clever man, Ben Quick. Uh, you're not. He's shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I just talk
1: about how this is bad for me to chase?
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: again, come see the mediocrely dressed. Come see the man who's currently not allowed to make his own wardrobe decisions, Ben Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I message Jalen. I'll be like shopping. I'm like I'm getting. I look what I bought, and she's like, "Did you make an unauthorized purchase?" <laughs> an unauthorized
0: purchase. <laughs> you should yeah. she yeah. just
1: have your credit card. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, she just she really needs to be like 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 put like a like a chip on me where anytime I walk into like a TJ Maxx and I'm, she's not there, I just alerts her phone and she can shut off my bank account.
0: <laughs> oh, I really love this baseball hat. Uh, uh,
1: uh. <laughs> Beanies
0: only, according to Jay Lee. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, we can normally catch you at Democracy, right? Democracy like... Brewing.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, those of you who don't know, I'm, I produce uh, Comedy Party. That's so, that's where I was about to go into next is please yeah. follow Comedy
0: Party on Instagram. Yep. The man has started a business just like he did when
1: he was a child <laughs> eating apple butter. Odds are that actually that one was more profitable. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, you know, uh, Comedy Party Boston's the Instagram handle. We do shows all around Greater Boston. We're always trying to find new ventures. Obviously, Danny's a big part of that. He's on a lot of our shows. He's a regular working both on the show and behind the scenes and uh, part, part, of, part of the family. And uh, they're a lot of fun. I, I love doing it. it. It is, you know, I, I get up elsewhere here and there, but, but mostly that is my biggest pride right now is just having that you know, community and kind of network that has been built around the show. Oh, it's, run.
0: and it's a very, it's a very fun group that, you know, cares clearly about what we're doing. So yeah. come out, have, have some laughs with us and watch Ben play his guitar because he's damn good at that too. You put out an, you put out an album too, right? An EP. We didn't even, we didn't even oh, get God. to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have an EP that's, uh, it's not under my name. It's just a it's a, it's a silly album with a friend of mine. Garden Fresh Beats is the Garden Fresh. Come on, yeah. man, plug it! Because I remember Garden when Fresh you posted Beat, about yeah, it, you were like, <laughs> "I
0: really want people to hear the, my music again." Like I yeah. know that it's like silly. It was like a whole yeah. thing, and like. I was, I looked down and I was like, 45 minutes. He hasn't mentioned music yet, really. I got to try and alley-oop into this. No, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Garden First Beats. The, al- the album's called These Are Songs We Made. It's super dumb by design. It's fun. It's music you can listen to and giggle at. It's, you know, it's not, we, we took it about as seriously as it sounds, which is it's pretty obvious that we're having fun on the songs. And, uh, it, you know, people listen to it and hopefully they have fun listening.
0: That's That's the point of it, all right? Have some fun. That's all it's for. All right, buddy. Uh, Comedy Party Boston, Ben Quick, it's all going to go in the bio as well. Uh, I'm going to house some of these tens as well, and we'll see how they are. Goodbye. Thank you.